Monday Night Raw, emanating from uh, Boston last night. Very, very fun show. Quick show. Three hours just uh, flew by with all of the exciting things that are coming up, i.e. WrestleMania in less than two weeks out. At the time of this record, I think we're about 12 days out. So, yeah, I'm hyped for the... Hype for the uh, festivities is going to totally be a spectacle. So uh, with that, we got what? Maybe I just said two weeks out for the show. Uh, the build has been all right. We started off the night with uh, Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky doing having to beat the clock challenge, taking on the Riot Squad. I thought it was real cool how they had, uh, well, how they chose each opponent. Like Ronda Rousey had the little beef with the Riot Squad, I believe, last pay-per-view round, Elimination Chamber or Fastlane. But uh, it was the one where Ruby Riot was mad that she wasn't really included, or she wasn't really uh, promoted on the main show. But she said when she has the match, it'll be on the time. Whatever, we don't know what happened. Um, Ronda had that match uh, and took on Liv Morgan and beat her in record time. Sarah Logan gave her a fight. And we obviously saw Ruby and her go at it at the pay-per-view. Excuse me. So, well, and shortly thereafter. So the um, the opponent for Ronda turned out to be Sarah Logan. Ronda dispatched, made a fair amount of work in a, well, won the match about, I think it was a minute and 25 seconds. Goes Charlotte next, and she couldn't beat that time. Charlotte went up one-on-one against, uh, was that Ruby Riot? Yep, she went against Ruby Riot, which was a real cool match. I would enjoy to see that down the line. And then she took on, uh, well, pardon me, so she didn't beat the time, and that was up to Becky to beat a minute and 25 seconds. So she went in there against Liv Morgan. There's a little bit of a, a distraction from the Riot squad, but ultimately Becky was able to pull out the win with seven seconds left to spare giving her the momentum leading into the big show i think that this that i don't think it's being cooled off at all i think they're trying you know gave it some time to rest to give it some time to breathe so it doesn't seem as quote-unquote convoluted as it was you know i would some would argue they threw in the, they threw the big guns in and then ran out of steam kind of quickly um eh. I thought it was a cool match. I think what they're doing is, I think it's fine right now. I'm I'm still anticipating the show. You know, I didn't forget that that match is happening. And if anything, now it is definitely official because like we all know, these three women for the first time in WrestleMania history are going to be headlining the show in the main event. So I was just thinking about it last night. I said, this is really bigger than all three of them. This is the representation of the women's division who they came from you know crazy matches in the mud and you know did like lingerie and they're up to fighting on well you know I don't care fighting at this level you know at the top level and you can't go somewhere without thinking about uh well when it comes to the women and combat sports WWE uh, women's superstars are literally the conversation. That's my opinion, and I'm I'm just glad to be able to say I'm going to be a part of 
you know, this WrestleMania where this actually happens. Like, I think WWE right now is uh, given the big matches that people can remember. And this goes back to what Mr. McMahon talked about, giving the best possible matches, you know, highest quality. This is uh, back at Fastlane when Kofi got replaced by KO. It's a flowing story. I think it's uh, I think it's all coming together really, really well. Long show they're talking? I don't know. We'll just have to see. But uh, <laughs> I'm 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 prepped for whatever whatever offering WWE is gonna uh, give to us. So as far as these new storylines go in the new era, so ultimately good good beat the clock challenge match good way to keep them all fresh and in our minds so that was cool i can't wait to see what happens next week next up bobby lashley and uh leo rush were slated to take on finn balor in a handicap match and if finn were to be able to pull out the win then he would be added to the well not added excuse me he would be officially in an intercontinental championship match against Bobby Lashley at well the almighty Bobby Lashley at the show of shows Bobby Lashley Leo come out and uh because Leo was so bruised up from last week with Braun picking on him <laughs> anyway um he couldn't have well he wasn't cleared to compete medically so what we did was we switched and we brought out former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Jinder Mahal. So it was Bobby Lashley and Jinder Mahal in a handicap match against Finn Balor. Finn Balor wins IC Championship. It was a cool little way to get to that. Pretty funny. I think it's a nice way to get Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers on television. I mean, we all know you call it enhancement talent or whatever, comedy jobbers or however the internet uh, likes labeling these WWE superstars. But I, I think it was all right. I think, you know, Bobby Lashley hasn't looked weak against Finn. I don't really remember Finn officially picking up a W on Bobby Lashley. He hasn't officially pinned him one, two, three. So it doesn't seem that Finn Balor, the man, can beat the almighty specimen. Just, just We all know what the man looks like. Bobby Lashley. Um, pardon me. Yeah, I know I'm uh, outside right now trying to have as much peace and quiet as possible. If I could just be real with y'all. So, um... Bobby and Finn, uh, well, Bobby and Jinder go at it with Finn. Cool little match. Sing Brothers outside, Leo Rush outside. This is basically a five-on-one situation. How is the extraordinary man going to do this extraordinary thing? Look, Jinder got caught up in the crosshairs, landed in the drop zone, and caught a coup de grace for his troubles. Shouts to Finn. You know, now he's in there. I don't know. Next week, are we, like, are we going to build toward this demon thing? Like, it's rumored. We don't know if it's going to happen. It would be nice if it did. I have my own feelings on the demon character in itself. I'm a little more lined up with uh, Sam Roberts. He's saying that, you know, he's 
just got face paint on, can't really do much with the face paint. You know, he's undefeated, blah, blah, blah. That's all well and good, but we haven't seen that version of Finn in a while. And plus, again, it's just face paint. But the idea behind it, I can respect the energy that the fans have put into it. I can really honor. So, Demon Finn Balor at WrestleMania. If we start teasing toward it next week, that'd be cool. I'm not going to just go with what we see on the graphics. You know, people make mistakes all the time. Maybe it was hinted at. Maybe it was a mistake. I would, if we don't see the Demon Finn now, then it was clearly a mistake. What was the last time we seen it was SummerSlam. So we're going to have to find out. And we'll just have to wait to see if they tease at it. I, I would like to see the Demon Finn at WrestleMania. Like, I would like to see Bobby Lashley take him on. Like, that would be a, you know, it'd be a cool little treat for the fans. If it's going to be a long show, you want to give them a lot of what they want. Uh, some of the big championship talk as far as the victory championships are going right now. And this is taking nothing away from the SmackDown Women's Championship. But uh, right now, it's, I don't know, three happy stories. Seth Rollins winning the Universal Championship, Becky Lynch winning, or Charlotte winning the Royal Women's Championship from Ronda Rousey, really, and we know how she's acting, but we know what the story's supposed to be, whatever, and uh, Kofi uh, taking out Daniel Bryan, if he were to get the opportunity to get into the match, we'll find out tonight on SmackDown, it's, uh, I don't know, so if we get the Demon Finn, there might be a chance that we might not get a uh, uh, what hat trick as far as all of the uh, big wins that we all are seemingly expecting out of the product at WrestleMania. But Finn's going in. If we get the demon, I'd be happy about it. Um, I know there's some other matches that took place on the card. Yeah, Alistair Black and Ricochet took on the Revival. Very, very cool tag team match between the two. Uh, the revival uh, in storyline and, you know, just uh, speaking on them as a tag team in general. A very, very respectable duo. You know, they are the uh, pinnacle of what fundamental tag team wrestling should be. You know, just looking at some of the small things that they know to do. You know, some of the cues that they know to hit and it's just a really, really good uh, atmosphere as far as in-ring tech goes. So, to have them with the tag team championships and you're throwing Alistair Black and Ricochet in the mix, bro. Pardon me. But yeah, you're, uh, you're throwing these guys into the mix. It's literally just a recipe for a better tag team division going forward. So, these guys had a cool match. Highlight was the double black mask that spin kick into nothingness. They both of them took the hit, man. Yo, yo, fuck, fall back, bro. Pardon me, pardon me. So much going on on the road right now. I'm trying to uh, be as collected as possible, if you will. But uh, there are people that are driving. Just as uh, crazy as Batista's been acting. But we'll get into all of that later on as we get into Triple H's response from uh, 
from last week. Well, yeah, from last week, so a little moment with Batista. So, double black mass into the 630, real cool. I enjoyed it. I thought that was thought that was an awesome spot just to have them both take that hit, you know? And the moments where oh, well, uh, the roster, excuse me, the revival got into the ring. And uh, at the start of the match, Ricochet and Alistair Black both, uh, hold up. Yo, what is you doing? A complete truck, I guess, missed his exit, so he jumps in front of us. How, how enjoyable to, uh, you know, be around these professional drivers. <laughs> you know, try to be optimistic. But, yeah, double black mass into the 630. Ricochet, Alice, the black pick up the win. And uh, they... They look good. Some people are saying maybe they should be split up and go on a singles run. And I'm like, man, I think right now just getting the NXT superstars acclimated with how the product works. And, like, we know they can perform, you know, to, but to be able to do this on a high level, you know, regularly, I think that's the key. And they're proving they can do it. But then I think that you're killing two birds with one stone. We're getting both of them on TV. You know, like, that's just how I feel about it. So I enjoyed uh, seeing them go and do their thing in the ring. And, um, yeah, cool tag match. I don't know if this is going to lead into something that mania. I don't want to say it should or it shouldn't. We already got a long road. I mean, we got a long show ahead of us. It's been a long ride getting to WrestleMania. So once we get there, how long do we want to be there for? Closer to eight hours or closer to ten? Who knows? I mean, if we're not having a good match, I don't know. A lot of politics that goes into that part. But um, ultimately, very good segment, very good tag team matchup. That's great. People are losing all over. They don't know what they're doing or where they're going. Pardon me. Drew McIntyre told you guys one of my favorite guys right now. He's definitely being positioned as a top talent moving forward and of course i see it after wrestlemania he is a definite bad guy for the company strong talented great on the microphone and look he's good he's good there's no denying that there's no arguing it at this point like he's almost unstoppable shield breaker he's been scripted as that that's what i've decided to call him he's beaten up seth he's beaten up dean from last week in their false count anywhere match he's beaten up roman with the claymore kick to the uh well what was that the post outside and uh this week he's uh going to newer heights with bringing up roman's family challenged him last week remember Roman didn't really give a response but you know Drew wanted to talk about his family and such like that and this brings Roman out and I don't know maybe it was uh, premeditated in storyline uh, from Drew to do that because uh, Roman comes out has an emotional blitz and well accepts the challenge has an emotional attack beats him up for a little while but sends him back in the ring and Drew goes for a low blow 
which gave Roman, I mean, which gave Drew the uh, momentum he needed to wind up on top, taking the victory. I mean, just in, you know, well, as far as brawl tense goes. So, he definitely got that, and um, that's a that's a great look for Drew. So, uh, Drew is uh, definitely being positioned is better than a lot of the characters on the roster right now. So that that's that's cool, and we're gonna get Drew Drew and Roman at Mania. So, I'm I'm actually excited about that one. It's gonna be. We all want to see who's gonna win. It's it's an automatic boost for Drew. We know Roman is headlined for like the past five years. It felt like, you know, but and that's no that's a small joke, but not a dig at all because again, this is a boost. This makes Drew McIntyre. Uh, it, it really solidifies him. So, win or lose, I think they're going to go in there and they're going to have an awesome match. Like, the story that's going to be told is it's going to come real close. That's the way I feel about it. We know Rome has been able to uh, show the most tenacity uh, in his years of headlining WrestleMania. So, finally, his first year and not doing it or whatever and going up against someone like Drew, who's been on a complete tear since... He's pretty much been on the roster. Yeah. It's going to definitely be a spectacle to see. I can't wait for it. Natty and Sasha Banks go at it now. We all know Natty's my favorite in-ring uh, in the women's division. It's, uh, I would I would really go as far as to say it's really a, like a top three. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> but this is just me. But uh, I really enjoy Natty, Charlotte, and uh, Naomi's work. I think they're really, really talented. And I, I, not to take away anything from any of the other uh, women superstars, they're already all solidified in their own ways and respects, you know. So, and again, I could talk about the women's division all day. So, um, Natty and Sasha go at it. We're finally going to get the fit with a four-way tag match that we were uh, hoping for, but the way we got there was the Glamazon went on a tear and destroyed everyone and it was a thing of beauty i was just excited i've never i'm i've only seen in like you know glimpses of channel surfing but to really see beth phoenix go in there and do her thing and clearly still have it man i would really almost go as far as to say we need another run but nah it's it's fine you know, it was nice to see in the uh, capacity that she was uh, showcased in. And if she were to win uh, at Mania with uh, Natty, well, she's who knows? I mean, it's going to be the Heart Foundation is getting inducted. So why? And I mean, who knows? We, who knows? We'll find out, though. But I'm excited about that one. Uh, Nia Jackson Tamina came out and. Uh, Blindsided, I believe it was uh, Bailey outside, but then everything else—that's everything just went to chaos. But this is what sets up the match. I don't really know how the Iconics are into this, but they—they—they uh, they, they got they—they're they, in. I mean, last week they did get a good look, uh, beating up on Sasha and Bailey on SmackDown Live in the callouts. So we'll just see how it uh, unfolds moving forward, and we'll definitely see what the Iconics have to say tonight. On uh, SmackDown Live. Okay, the Saturday Night Live sketch segment 
on a moment of bliss. This one, I'm not gonna talk down on Alexa. We all have seen how Braun has fared in the little via satellite conversations or talking to the screen backstage. Doesn't really work out well for him. We saw it back when he was trying to go at it with Lesnar and him and Paul completely owned them. And, uh, you know, now he's in the room. What are you staring directly at the camera just looking almost weird? But it had to be like that. I understood why it had to be like that. But, you know, that was still a little awkward. It's just the, the production value was eh. I, re I respect it, but it was just too close. We had already seen all that was taking. Like, we knew he's in the ring, but whatever. So, this time around, I don't know if these guys were being taped. I don't know if they were backstage, however it was working, or well, already taped, whatever. But uh, Colin Jost and Michael Shea, I think that's their names, they... Uh, were at SNL Studios in New York, Rose in Boston, so they're lobbyist satellite, and it's, a, it's just weird banter between the three of them. Got the car, Braun destroyed it, go get that. I like how WWE was able to, you know, ease that in there, but it was, uh, I mean, I'm not the advertiser here, so I wouldn't. You know, I can't really critique where or how, but if I were an advertiser, I'd say maybe we could have waited, a, we could have did that and then waited a month and then put the little, what advertisement for the little destroy car toy thing. Because then it'd been like, oh yeah, and Braun destroyed that car, but it was just a little too fast this time around. That's that's just me as the non-advertiser, non-qualified, you know, uh, regular blogger, podcaster guy trying to share his take on it all. But whatever. Anyway, it was awkward. It was it was odd seeming. It was almost off-putting. And I'm not going to blame the WWE superstars. Saturday Night Live is hilarious. It's been on for a long time. I was never a huge fan, but all my friends loved it. And okay, but these guys didn't really seem like they were into their role as being the WrestleMania correspondents. Like it just seemed like they didn't have anything they were trying to put into it. I'll keep it real with y'all right now. I can't be crazy loud and all in character all the time because I clearly have a little one that is going to respond and y'all have already heard enough background noise in the past few months that I've been doing this. I'm not really big on having background noise because it's just throwing off the train of thought. And, or what's the word? It's a distraction and I don't really need those. We're trying to get the points off that I'm trying to get across when it comes to WWE. So I apologize if it's been a little like nods boring. Now nah, I can't follow him. I have to talk calmly, to talk nicely, you know, just to keep things at, we keep the distractions at the lowest possible level. But whatever, because these guys just didn't seem into it. And that was what I was trying to get at. I'm into this. I like doing this. To the point where I said, I'm going to step outside and at least try to convey to whoever wants to listen, hey, 
he's not exactly the way he comes across, even if it seems like it. Like, he's not a bad, bad guy. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. But, um, these guys didn't seem like they were all the way into it. You could, you could hear them talking, but then it was just like they were nervous or something. I don't know. It wasn't really, uh, it wasn't the greatest moment of bliss segment, but I'm not going to blame Alexa or Braun. I'm just going to say to the WrestleMania correspondents that the WWE Universe is a very, very opinionated place. And to get called back next year, you know, is going to take a little bit more than that as far as what we saw last night. And I say that with all due respect. So with all of that, these guys are going to be in the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. So, comedy spot incoming, I guess. Uh, hopefully, they're in the ring practicing. Hopefully, no one gets injured. That was the Saturday Night Live segment. Gosh, if we're going to have another one of these next week with building this, please, please, please. Let's, let's just make it a little better than what we saw this week. All right, Baron Corbin took on Apollo Crews. It was an all right match. We know that Apollo has, uh, well, he beat, he well, he lost the, well, no, excuse me, he beat Baron last week. He's been, you know, just that, that upstart that we all know is a capable superstar. And that is what it is. Baron got his uh, win back this week. But not only did he get his win back, he went in there and hit him with another end of days once, well, not once or three, but it was after the win. So Baron Corbin still badass, still taking on Angle and Mania, and the fans are still mad. Get over it. I mean, if we're looking at Baron Corbin as what we've always known him to be, he's always said he wants to be in a top spot. He wants to be. Uh, he doesn't care what anyone thinks. He wants to have a serious championship. Like uh, he wants to be. Well, he doesn't care what anyone thinks, but he wants to be taken serious because. He knows he's just that good. I would say in the past 10 matches, he's probably won six to seven of them. You know, maybe. And that's that's really good on his part. So Baron Corbin, as much as you love him or you hate him, he definitely uh, gets results. And I really, really enjoy uh, seeing just how his character is continuing to grow on the WWE Universe. I see the heat, and I don't think it's necessarily bad heat. It's just right there at the cusp of, uh, all right, they like what, what did they call it from back in the day, that old X-Pac heat? Like, Baron Corbin is right there. He just needs to do something that's going to make people dislike him for a reason. Because right now, all they got is nothing. They just don't like him because, because they don't want to like him. But if they have a reason to not like him, Boy, things are going to get crazy. So, that was that. Cool match. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was anything crazy to write home about. You know, Baron Corbin got his win back. And it's 50-50 uh, at his best. So, uh, let's move on to the next. All right. Paul Heyman, Seth Rollins promo segment. Real cool. Standard from both sides. And that's not to talk down on it. We know that... Uh, Seth believes, the WWE Universe believes, uh, Paul Heyman doesn't, and Brock is 
finding it all comical. It's going to be a fight. We all know the stats. At this point of the game, the story sells itself, which is why I think WWE is doing uh, not the smallest uh, things possible, but I think they're doing just enough, you know, like respectfully to, you know, let this let this brewing rivalry lead up, like just just carry us on into mania. It's gonna it's gonna be something to to look at. I know, like these guys, as far as we know, Brock Lesnar is extremely decorated, and Seth Rollins right now, especially after the promo last night with just the Beast Slayer and just seeing how much the WWE Universe is behind them. With all of the changes that have taken place to, you know, just the structure of the roster in general with Roman coming back and, you know, Dean seemingly leaving and all the rest of this, like, who knows? Like, there's still some uh, storyline left in there. So will we see Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar? Who knows? We know that the WWE Universe wants to see that. So uh, it remains to be seen, but we will find out in 12 days at WrestleMania. Oh, man, Kurt Angle, farewell tour. He's picking all of his opponents except for his WrestleMania opponent, which is left to WWE. I'm not going to get into the politics behind this, but uh, it's, it, it's, it's fun. I like Kurt Angle taking on the characters that he's taken on thus far. He's taken on Chad Gable. He's taken on, well, who did he take on last night? Uh, man, he went in there against Samoa Joe. He's going to go in there tonight on SmackDown Live against uh, AJ Styles. So these, this is going to be, it's going to be a great, great, great couple of matches for him. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about the AJ match. We know that, well, pardon me though, but we know that, um, Joe and Kurt Angle have had a long story rivalry from TNA and such. Uh, I don't watch. I don't watch anything outside of WWE. Just small bias. Don't judge me for it. But it, to know that Joe has had such a, a a time in WWE, you know, and to be respected at finally, well, by, excuse me, being respected enough to finally be a United States champion. Uh, and finally winning a big one and having something to literally say, yep, I'm that man. I'm I'm the man for that, too. You know, so uh, going against Kurt Angle and they've had their long fights and stuff like that. This would be essentially the uh, closing to the book. And they had a cool match, cool back and forth highlights with German suplexes from Kurt lifting up uh, Joe, who is no light man. And I believe Kurt was able to get a. Uh, a crazy roll-up type victory for the win. The angle slam, Joe was able to kick out of it. These things are the small indicators to say, yeah, angle ain't really like uh, the way he used to be. He's not as young as he once was. So even though we all want to see that old school Kurt Angle, we're not. But we're thankful to see what we can because he still got it. You know, just... I guess fatigue sets in faster, and that might just come with age. So, good to see him against Joey. Good to see Joe, uh, you know, putting that respect on on Kurt Angle like that. And uh, I can't wait to see him, boy, uh, Kurt versus AJ tonight. Triple H and Batista. I believe that Triple H was up 
since Ric Flair's 70th birthday, I would have gave I gave Batista a point for that. The promo afterward, I gave Triple H the point for that. So that was a tie-up. We're not gonna count the week after that where we have you know made the match official. Uh, Triple H and his Spice Girls joke was hilarious. I thought that was really, really good. It was a good ad. We didn't really see that one coming. But that was a good spot from Papa H. Uh, showed love to all of the uh, women superstars, especially the uh, main adventures of WrestleMania. And, um, yeah, he went through a whole list of what Batista's lawyers sent. And Batista basically wants Triple H to put his career on the line. And that's how they're going to have their fight. So, Triple H versus Batista. Triple H loses. He can't do the in-ring competition thing anymore. I'm pulling for Triple H, honestly. He's uh, done a lot of... Uh, he's won, but at the same time, he also has taken some losses. At Mania, he's lost to Seth Rollins. I think at this point, you, you can beat the Brothers of Destruction. Cool. But at the same time... You know, we need to see that Triple H is still the game. Triple H and Batista is a rivalry that we've been wanting to see. I'm I'm not even really with too many words regarding, like, this is another one of those that sell itself. So I'm just waiting to see how that match goes. I'm excited for it. Batista isn't being Batista. He's being calm and... No, we need the animal. We The first week back, great. We didn't really see anything else since. We've just seen a method actor repeating himself. I like Dave. I think Batista's awesome. I just want to see the intensity because right now, Triple H got it. He's winning the, the, the promo war. And I actually like that, the promo war. We'll get it. Well, I think we'll start running with that a little more often. But Triple H is winning the promo war, so we're going to have to find out how Batista responds to this next week. Excuse me. He can he can tie this momentum back up going into Mania, which would just make everyone... Well, I don't want to say everyone, but it make me... I, I, I would tie up the momentum if Batista could come back with a good one next week. But if Triple H, you know, comes back in the same segment, I mean, we'll just have to see how the show gets structured. But I'm definitely uh, enjoying the rivalry thus far, so we'll see how it all goes. At Mania. We haven't seen Batista in ring in a long time. So let's just uh, find out how it all plays out. Oh, yeah. Dean Ambrose was upset about the loss last week. Upset about Roman's beat down earlier. So he challenged Drew one-on-one. Last man standing. First man can't get up after 10. Loses. So they went at it. And it was a fairly fought match until Dean got through through a table in the corner. Great happening. I think if Dean is actually leaving the company, then he's doing the right thing. You know, I don't want to say, oh, he's being scripted to do it because mm -hmm. it's obvious. But inside a storyline, uh, it's looking like Drew is the guy to beat now. So... Well, and that was of him picking up that victory after a Claymore kick. I think it was two of them put Dean down for 10. Dean threw the dirty deeds in, but Drew was able to get up. 
ultimately, like I said, Drew kept Dean down for the count of 10. That's two weeks in a row. Drew McIntyre has ended Monday Night Raw looking strong. This this is good. This is good. Just moving forward. I don't. I know we're going to see some new matches, some new faces going into uh, post-mania season. So let's just get on into it. I know we got extreme rules after that. But right now, the main focus is WrestleMania. So the energy goes there. And right now, the man at the helm of Monday Night Raw is Drew McIntyre. Either way, tonight, SmackDown Live. Excuse me. We're going to see how Kofi... Uh, how Kofi uh, responds to the situation last week. We're going to see what Mr. McMahon has to say about all of it. And um, I'm excited for it. You know, it's great to see that the New Day are in a serious storyline, being taken serious, serious competitors. You know, like even though E and Woods are playing uh, just the sidelines right now for Kofi, this is huge because we all know if one wins, they all win, and it's just it's just that time right now, just with the climate of today's society. I think that WWE pushing on this uh, racial button, this idea of uh, racism in the product is something that uh, went ignored with the... Saturday Night Live WrestleMania correspondents Colin Jost and Michael Shea. Their first week on the product, Titus came through worldwide and ambassadored it up with uh, Michael Shea being the black guy and asked for a picture with the black guy and completely ignored the white guy. We Nobody really spoke on that part. Nobody had anything to say. But now... You know, Kofi goes through the gauntlet, gets given one more match, and Vince McMahon in WWE is racist. Let's not pick and choose where our insecurities show themselves. Let's let's just be ourselves the entire time. Is insecurities a good word to use? You know why it doesn't matter? Because... We're going to find out what happens tonight. Just don't be don't be silly and get caught up marking out over a storyline that isn't really directed to go that way. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Good show. That was Monday Night Raw. Can't wait for SmackDown tonight. This is Blake. Shouts to Tom and the Scumbag. Shouts to Brandon and Royal Club. I will catch you guys Tomorrow night, we're going to recap SmackDown, probably, possibly outside, <laughs> only because there won't be any noisy distractions in the background too much. But um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, enjoy the rest of my day. I hope you guys do the same. Thank you for listening. I will catch y'all tomorrow. Peace.